Welcome into an, well, rather unexpected podcast for the week of May 19th, 2023. Hi, everybody. Thomas Miller. This has been an eventful week. Not only am I coming to you from the Fred Dodson Levels of Energy Seminar on the East Coast of Florida, but also our friends at Merriman Market Analyst have a new podcast, and it is this one. I had a couple of calls with their team this week, and we decided to basically co-brand these Saturday podcasts, and now they are also going to be distributed on a new podcast, MMA Market Analyst with Ray Merriman. It's also going to be on their YouTube channel. So a very heartfelt thanks to them for wanting to extend this into their own territory, and it will still be right here on Fun Astrology. Typically on Saturdays as normal, but this one released on Sunday just because of the travel schedule. Other than that, it will be exactly as it has been, and we're going to dig on into this week's newsletter now. This is for the week of May 29th, 2023. First of all, beginning with an article from Fox Business on Friday the 26th, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen told Congress on Friday that the U.S. government is now expected to run out of cash to pay its current obligations by June 5th, updating her previous estimate that said the day could be as early as June 1st. Also a quote on the same day on Friday from the PIMCO Twitter feed. This is from the CEO of PIMCO, Mohammed El Arian. He says, like many economists and market participants, my working assumption has been and remains that Washington, D.C. will resolve the debt ceiling saga. But this is not to say that there are no adverse longer-term spillovers, including further erosion of trust domestically in the policymaking process, the diversion of political attention and interest away from urgent sustainable growth and productivity issues, and unfavorable messaging to the rest of the world about U.S. economic management. End quote. And now Ray says, and the beat goes on, the beat goes on. Drums keep pounding a rhythm to the brain. La-dee-da-dee-dee, la-dee-da-dee-da. Of course, Sonny and Cher, written by Sonny Bono back in 1967, the beat goes on. It was a wild week for the nation and for the world, but if you were looking for logic, common sense, or a pattern in financial markets, chances are you were bewildered. And that's just the way Gemini likes it as we have entered the season of the witch, or excuse me, twins. In the United States, for example, the Dow Jones Industrial Average broke to a new eight-week low last week before Friday's rally whereas the Nasdaq soared to its highest level in over a year. The S&P is not far behind its high for the year, so two markets up, one market down. Getting everyone on the same page last week was quite a challenge, whether you were a politician or a financial market. One party says we're making progress in the debt ceiling talk, while other members of the same party say we're far apart. So let's take a break for the holiday and reconvene next week while Rome burns. And the beat goes on. While the media keeps pounding the same rhythm into our brains. La-dee-da-dee-dee, la-dee-da-dee-da. The week was a perfect reflection of the dualistic nature astrologers attribute to Gemini. The pull in opposite directions was also present in the equity markets of Europe and Asia. The Netherlands, AEX, had a nice rally and is again near its highs for the year. 
but the FTSE and SMI were down to multi-week lows late in the week. The German DAX made a new all-time high the prior week, but spent most of last week in a downtrend. The Japanese Nikkei made a new 33-year high last week, while India's Nifty index soared to its highest mark since December 15th. But the Hang Seng of Hong Kong and the Shanghai Composite of China plunged to new multi-month lows, as did Australia's ASX, posting a new eight-week low. Some Fed governors started expressing a bias toward raising interest rates in June, which also resulted in a spike up in the U.S. dollar and a sharp decline in gold, and especially in silver. A similar pattern was noted with Bitcoin. But if I'm reading the stars right, there won't be another interest rate hike with Jupiter now in Taurus for the next year. Taurus likes things stable. Of course, Uranus is there too, and Uranus is anything but stable. Another conundrum, just like the basic nature of Gemini. Gemini is a sign of intelligence, but intelligence doesn't bestow stability on the genius. Now, short-term geocosmics and longer-term thoughts. Here's an article from May 24th from The Economist. Article is entitled, DeSantis is a truer believer if a lesser politician than Trump. Quoting, Mr. DeSantis shares Mr. Trump's lack of humility, but not his lack of discipline and understanding of government. Mr. DeSantis is the thinking Republican's populist. He argues that the left has taken control of America's core narratives through undemocratic means by seizing cultural and corporate institutions and is telling stories that warp young minds and curtail freedom. America's institutions are not just corrupt, they are insidiously corrupting, end quote. And this from the Washington Times, May 25th, article entitled 35 Freedom Caucus Members Demand McCarthy Expand Debt Limit Negotiations with Biden. The House Freedom Caucus Thursday threw a wrench in Speaker Kevin McCarthy's plans to finalize a debt limit deal with President Biden, demanding new provisions in exchange for their votes. Thirty-five members of the hardline group sent a letter to Mr. McCarthy outlining a new conservative wish list. The lawmakers wrote that the GOP unity behind Mr. McCarthy would be endangered if the demands were unmet. End quote. Ray says, It's hard to tell which party and which leaders are undermining America's core foundations the most. But with transiting Pluto still in the orb of the nation's moon, conjunct Pluto in the founding chart of July 2, 1776, and with the observation that Pluto's major events happen around one to two years after the aspect separates, the danger of the divisiveness wrought by uncompromising extremists and hardliners of both parties threatens both the union and the unity of the population. Pluto, more than all other planets, exhibits an incubation period prior to manifestation. So, more often than not, events happen as other planets apply or move toward their aspects. With the transit of Pluto, the events related to the planets involved tend to occur after the aspect separates. Oh, he is hitting on some territory that I personally have been observing as well. So this is great stuff right here. 
He says, that means that the causes underlying the need for transformation and reform are sown during the aspect, but the results of those behaviors that can be destructive usually don't become obvious until later when it's too late and the symptoms are too far entrenched to do anything about it except to resign oneself to the reality and just start over along a new path. Wow, that was me. <laughs> he says, there is still time and support from the cosmos to make the necessary agreement before the current debt crisis explodes due to the compromising nature of a few extremists who could derail the process and lead the nation into default or downgrade its credit worthiness. This is noted in the approaching sextile between Jupiter and Saturn on June 19th. As an applying aspect, perhaps an agreement is possible sooner than later. However, with Pluto still in its incubation period prior to the nation's natal moon-Pluto conjunction in late Capricorn, there are yet other deep social, political, and economic conflicts to resolve before the United States of America actually becomes united again. And like all conflicts, those cannot be resolved without a willingness to compromise, finding common ground, and the middle path, a move away from extremism and more to the center, which is the path of success possible with Jupiter in a waxing sextile to Saturn. In fact, it is the solution implied by the entire 10-year waxing phase of Jupiter to Saturn that began December 21, 2020, but has been struggling under the weight of the disruptive Saturn square Uranus in 2021 and 2022, and now Jupiter square Pluto, May 18, 2023, plus or minus four months. Market-wise, we have now entered the season of Gemini, May 21st through June 21st. Then is when markets are frequently given to sharp whipsaw behavior, with sudden, brief, and yet very sharp price reversals, especially in silver. Keep in mind that Gemini is ruled by Mercury, so the sign itself has many characteristics of the trickster, especially when the moon is also in the air sign, May 29th to 31st, June 7th through the 9th, and June 16th. Next week, we find the Sun square Saturn. That's on Sunday, May 28th, which is, of course, over the weekend, and implies more resistance to a final compromise. Maybe it is a good thing they went home for the holiday. This will be followed by Venus trying Neptune on Friday, June 2nd, which offers hope for an agreement. But if that fails, we next head for the Venus-Pluto opposition on Monday, June 5th. Both of those planets are associated with debt and credit, and Venus is the planet of compromise. However, the opposition is a hard aspect, so this could be more than a little problematic for markets if there is not an agreement by then. Yet, underlying all this political and economic drama, the tech revolution, led by artificial intelligence, continues to support our long-standing view of an emerging renaissance. Now, if we could just get some real intelligence and authentic care for this country's and the world's future exhibited by our elected leaders and a willingness to work together for the well-being of the people, Aquarius, 
What a marvelous renaissance this nation and the world could experience. It's a choice between an incredible new world and an exciting future, or a world led by extremists at war with one for power with one another, disguised as ideology, threatening to derail the natural course of human growth and evolution. Pluto in Aquarius will have something to say about this before it's all said and done. And in classic Plutonian fashion, the end times are also the beginning times. And that's the end of this week's newsletter. There won't be one next week because Ray and his team are in a conference next week. And if you'd like more information on that, you can check it out at the MMACycles.com website. And it's also in the announcements section at the bottom of this week's free weekly newsletter, which there's always a link at the top of his website to this. No further commentary because I have to get downstairs now to participate in the seminar that I'm involved with this weekend. Also in Pluto in Aquarius fashion, it is wonderful to be participating in the extension of this newsletter to Ray's audience and to his own podcast now and YouTube channel. Hope you have a great week. Stay safe trading the markets. Still a lot of volatility as Ray just talked about and a lot of unexpected twists and turns ahead until we round this last corner. Fun Astrology back on Monday. We'll see you here again on Saturday in two weeks.